0: So hello everyone, this is Otessa and you are listening to Conversations with Hysterical Women, that's Women with an X, the Hysterical Women podcast, where you are all welcome here, friends, allies, everywhere across the rainbow, across the binary. I'm just really glad to have you be here. This is meant to be a safe space to explore all of the weird things that life throws at us and all of the different ways in which we can be twisted and torn asunder, but also all the different ways that we can come back together. So thank you for listening. And I'm glad that you're here and it's going to be cheesy, but comment, like, subscribe.
1: This is Ellie Brinkerhoff. So do you really deal with like any microaggressions at RQ, um, whether it be work or with clients or off, you know?
0: I mean, obviously I have dealt with microaggressions, but as I mentioned earlier, I never thought to call them that Mm -hmm. it always seemed like they hid more under the terms of guilt or manipulation or i don't know they they just went unnamed most of the time Mm -hmm. and most of that happened like in my childhood so it was very hard to identify Mm -hmm. as a
1: kid what would you want people to know about them um how would you want people to be educated and how do you think They can be stopped when it comes to anything either about you or an issue that you see.
0: I think that one of the biggest problems with dealing with microaggressions Mm. is just stepping outside your own head and being able to name them. Because half the time when something negative is happening to you... For me, especially, I tend to like second guess my sanity and be like, is this a real thing? Like, is this actually occurring outside of my own head? I tend to overthink things a lot. Mm -hmm. And so gaining confidence in my own perception and just coming to terms with the reality that someone is acting against you um, and it's not your fault. I think that is so, so important.
1: We're going to get a little personal here but you can totally only because I know what you're going through ish so you're an illustrator and obviously you have your day job as well but when it comes to being an illustrator in this climate specifically here in DC like what is your biggest you know concern right now like what is it that's not putting you back on that track I've seen you coming from my personal that you're working on some little things here and there but what is it that you're not reaching the momentum you may not be reaching right now if you are looking for that momentum what what do you feel or what do you think is stopping you?
0: lack of easily accessible common workspaces where Mm -hmm. you feel safe and valued the work that i do tends to be a little more like childish and whimsical Mm -hmm. and i've always been so scared and hesitant moving forward because i don't want to come off as being childish i i feel like in order to be taken seriously as an artist Mm -hmm. and a working woman that i have to be doing very very particular things and be dealing with um, realistic pieces and having them be politically informed and well thought out Mm -hmm. and that's not how my brain works that's not how i'm wired and so there's a lot of second guessing especially in a city that has such a you know artists here tend to be kind of clicky mm-hmm. it's hard to break into a scene that is going to be supportive of you and your endeavors so in light of that it's easy to talk yourself out of a lot of projects mm-hmm. just saying like "Oh, someone else will take care of this someone else will produce something similar why sh- why do i need to continue yeah. on or if i do continue on will it even be good enough to stand next to those people who are already you know yeah in the field and being seen
1: so So you're considering I think what you're trying to say and at least from what I feel is that you want to have your work kind of be escapism from what you're seeing today would you think that like because like you said you're seeing political cartoons and everything and I think that's what people expect from you or want from you and you're like "Mm, I'm not that
0: that's never what I wanted yeah um what I want is like you said an escape from that reality because it's so crushing. Mm -hmm. It's so stifling. And it makes me and it makes so many people feel so very, very small. Mm -hmm. And my work has always been about being self-reflective and um, contemplative. And um, a lot of my drawings and illustrations come from memories I have in my childhood and really looking back and finding the experiences in my life that have brought me a very true and deep joy mm-hmm. that come from very small things mm-hmm. um and I don't think people would really pay attention to those things mm-hmm. and so if I can create something that makes a person smile and you know they can't really figure out why that's what I want I want mm-hmm. that mysterious kind of happiness
1: so what do you prefer do you prefer to take upon clients of course but would you rather, like, let's just say this client has a deadline. Do you like that sense of, okay, I only have this amount of time? Do you think that hinders from your creativity? No.
0: No? No, not at all. I okay. don't mind having structure. In fact, I okay. prefer it. I like having deadlines. Um, in fact, in school, I work better after, under pressure if I put okay. up a project. That's awesome. yeah. um, but what I, I hate and what is so difficult for me is the art of networking. I was never exposed to that. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. There's no classes in college yeah. on how to network properly. And it's extremely intimidating. Mm-hmm. So I <laughs> tend to avoid that, which is also a huge thing that's been holding me back. Yeah. Um, and it's regrettable that there's not any resources out there to understand it better. Mm-hmm. But um,
1: yeah, I mean, that's really good to know, because Coming from a personal perspective in my relationship with you, like, I like that you want to take that next step into networking and, you know, making yourself into this brand that I think you've always wanted, you know, to see yourself, you know, expand into. It's funny because, like, I just got into this whole networking thing. And I feel like when other people want to work with me, they think I know, oh, I'm seasoned. I'm not seasoned. I'm barely a year into it, but... I'm willing to take you and be like, listen, have your cards, let's go do this. How do you feel about that? Like if I, you know, like even with this, with this particular event, like, do you think it's like a stepping stone and if you're willing to go deeper, what would you do and how would you benefit yourself? Even if it's nothing to do with work, just relationships, like what do you want out of little things like this and to not, not just when it comes to your work, but in general um, with these networking gatherings or just meeting new people in the city?
0: events like this are everything to me because I flail in groups of like over 20 people so like smaller groups of like yeah. seven to ten is ideal I feel like I, I am seen and heard and can actually add something important to the conversation mm-hmm. if there were more events like this um that were easy to find out about mm-hmm. um yeah I'd be at them yeah. obviously I'd have not fell into a group of friends that was about that mm. like ever before in my life. This is a really new thing for me. And I love how this is structured. I think um that it is a huge stepping stone. And yeah I, I know I need help. I'm not afraid to ask for it. That's good. Um,
1: um. So we're gonna veer to a question that I asked someone else and I thought it was a really good question. You don't have to like take it seriously if you don't Mm -hmm. want to. What change would you like to see in your lifetime if you could only pick one? But I don't think you have to stick with one. And again, the change can be personal, career-wise. It can be, you can give yourself a timeline, five, 10, 15 years, even next year, whatever it is. It doesn't have to be about your career. It doesn't have to be anything like maybe how you feel or if you wanna be, you know, You know, like, I don't want to, like, give you ideas.
0: I want to get to the point in my life where I don't feel guilty about where I am physically located. Mm -hmm. That I don't feel guilty about being happy. Because I have struggled so much with the idea of being loved with conditions. And it's so painful and it reaches the point where you start loving yourself conditionally as well. And in my work at therapy and just all the changes in my life in the past year, I've gotten to the point where I've started feeling like I can give myself the permission to be happy. And I want to see that continue to grow and Um, I don't want to be afraid to put my roots down somewhere Mm -hmm. that I was afraid to in the past where I am is home. And I want that to continue to solidify in my heart.